Welcome to the ECG Podcast, a show where some East Coast buddies who have never met in person gather remotely once a week to hang out and discuss our love of video games. On this week's episode for October 23rd, 2020, we're going to be talking about annoying ads in 2K video games, our first look at uh, Nathan Drake played by Tom Holland in the Uncharted film, some Ghost of Tsushima DLC, and of course, we're going to be discussing game of the year before the big fall rush of games. Oh, and should streamers have to pay devs to stream their video games? I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman from Jacksonville, Florida. And tonight I'm joined by Zach Cassell from Boston, Massachusetts. Patriots about to bounce back and we're going to win about like six or seven games straight. Oh, I certainly hope so for your sake, buddy. Otherwise... I should say for our sake, too, this, the podcast might be real uh, Debbie Downer from now until the end of the year. Uh, and of course, we got Mr. Robbie Bobby Miller from Baltimore. How you doing, Bobby? How about them Dolphins, buddy? He's holding up a Dolphins. Every, every 17 years, we, we, get, we get a chance. Every 17. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like the Haley's be our year. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And of course, last but not least, from the tip of America's dick, Mr. George Arevalo. It's two a time. Let's go, baby. It is two a time. Lefty Marino will be starting in just another week and a half. Let's go. I have no NFL quip to offer you, dear listeners. Uh, but so those three will have to do. Let's uh, jump right in. We uh, we had a, a week off last week, and uh, we're catching up on some video game news. Um, we'll start with the the unskippable ads in the two K video games. So, George, I'm gonna defer to you to kind of set this up because i don't play i'm familiar with the story but like i how as far as like how this might look um i can certainly weigh in but why don't you set us up and we'll uh, we'll go for there so i mean like i was saying before before we jumped on uh, 2k is doing is doing their absolute best to overtake ea's place atop the the greed leaderboards um if you guys remember a few shows ago we uh, we, i brought up the fact that in ufc game uh, EA had introduced ads in between rounds, you know, trying to simulate like a pay-per-view event, right? When you watch a UFC fight, there's, you know, ads in between commercials and whatnot. Um, and they were basically trying to do that. The real shady part about it was they did it like a few weeks after the game's release so that nobody who would review the game would would be able to give a heads up about that, you know? Um, pretty shy, Steve. Uh, eventually, people were like lost their shit about it, made a big stink, and EA made the, the the right call and pulled them off the you know out of the games. You think other developers, uh, other publishers would have learned from that mistake? But NBA 2K was like, nah, fuck that shit. They did the exact same thing. A few weeks after the game's release, they put in these unskippable ads in the game. I mean, I I don't know how they get away with it. Um, but I do know why they get away with this kind of stuff. And it's because of all of us, because of the gamers. So we let them get away with this shit on a, on a, on a regular basis. I mean, you imagine paying 60 and now remember if I'm, if, you, if I'm not mistaken, 2k was the first ones to, uh, to announce the price increase, right? Um, games to the 70 bucks. So imagine paying $70 now and having to, to see fucking ads in, in a game that $70 for, uh, and and the fact that you can't even skip them or turn them off, you know, you know, in the middle of the game, before the game, in the loading screen, um, it's crazy. I don't know how it's gonna look on on next gen. 
uh, because a lot of it has to do with loading screens. Like that's when you're seeing the ads um, and the whole thing with next is, you know, you're supposed to have very short and brief loading screens. So I don't know if you'll, you'll encounter them quite as much. Um, but overall, it's pretty disappointing um, that, you know, that, that you you're seeing this in the middle of the game but you know time and time again people don't um don't make them pay uh make them change their habits with with our wallets like we could i mean literally 2k ha is full of microtransactions and simulated gambling some of the most egregious i've ever seen by far i mean they literally have like this playground concept um where you have your created player and you can kind of walk around this this city right and do different things it's really cool right like it's really cool you can go and just hop into a pick a game out in, in the playground like it's nothing but there's also a big building which is basically a casino and there's literally slot machines in there where you're gambling away your fucking coins and this is a game that is available to kids you know like like it doesn't get any more egregious than that having literally a slot machine casino where you can gamble virtual currency that you can pay for and buy you know, so it's just they continue to find new ways to, to, to stoop to new lows. You know, I really wish gamers would, uh, um, you know, take a stand against this, this, that kind of bullshit, man. It ruins, it ruins the games, in my opinion. It's awful, man. Two it's, questions it's for you. <clears throat> what kind of ads are they running? I guess is my first question. Not that it really matters, but just out of curiosity, do you know, like, what kind of um, they're advertising? On 2K, I'll tell you, I don't remember, I don't know on the on 2k let me um yeah you, that on, for example, so yeah while you're checking on that on then the my... <clears throat> oh go ahead sorry oh do we lose them c game it was it was ads for the boys so amazon ads um so i think basically they'll just let it's something that's cool like i like the boys it's a good show i like amazon but like yeah i don't want to see that shit in a, in, a, in a game um, on 2K, uh, I'll get back to you and see exactly what that was. I haven't played it. I refuse to buy this year's 2K game. I want no part of this stuff. So do um, you believe them? Supposedly they said it was a mistake that they were going to be like, where, wherever they ended up, like they weren't supposed to be there. Uh, again, I don't play uh, NBA 2K, so I don't, I didn't really fully understand. But do we believe that it was an error to have them where they were? And say, actually, not. No, I say no. I think. I think it was either last year or the year before was my first 2K basketball game and got forever. And I remember being there at launch day on accident and I just bought it because everybody else was. But the line like going around the store and what was crazy to me is I remember everybody bitching about the the VC, the virtual currency. Uh, nobody wanted that because you needed it to play playoffs or do whatever or get packs or whatever. It was something that everyone hated. And then everybody, when I was at that launch two years ago, everybody was buying the upgraded version just to get the 100,000 V-Bucks or V-Coins, whatever, virtual currency, which I, that's another thing I can't stand. I don't want to pay to play. Uh, it's uh, got to hate it. But, but I think that the ads were done on purpose to see how people would react. And I do think that it's going to stay, to be honest. So it got people talking. It, it's it's going to stay and it's going to suck. So two things on that, right? So they came out and apologized and said that it was supposed to be part of their 2K TV thing. 2K TV is like these commercial-like things that are that play during, like, while you're loading a game, right? But traditionally, it's almost like like a video blog 
uh, maybe oh, think of it like an ESPN little replay of some professional, you know, 2K player. Because you know how like some of the professional basketball teams have their like sports teams that are like esports teams. Um, so it'll be like an interview on that, like a highlight on that. You have like a team that interviews people on stuff like that. And it'll show like a little excerpt while you're while you're waiting for the game to load in good taste and related to the game. They're claiming that it was supposed to be snuck in there. Um, I call it bullshit on that because that traditional 2K TV had the whole point. Is, it's called 2K TV because it's reporting on 2K stuff. So the fact that an ad was supposed to be in there instead just just sounds like sounds like bullshit to me. Um, and I don't know how you how you make a mistake. Um, quite like that. The virtual currency thing, um, I was okay with it at first as a me- method of catching up because like you, I hopped yes. in, I hopped into NBA 2K um, like late because it was like either, free, I think it was free for, for, for a month or something like that. Um, and yeah. I hopped in and I was playing and having fun. And then I saw there was like a, like a catch up pack. I think it was like 10 bucks. It gave me some, some cool in-game cosmetics and a bunch of points to basically improve the stats of my player and i'm like oh cool because i couldn't even find a game because nobody would want to play with me because i was too low low level or low stat i paid 10 bucks i beefed my guy up uh and then and it wasn't until i played a little bit more of the game that i go in and then i saw how little it helped me in my overall stats and then i saw the casino thing and all the other shit that was going on in the game and i was like man fuck this like i felt like shit for spending money on it you know like as a method of catching up, cool, but it's it's like you can keep getting an edge on it. Like you gotta pay ten dollars to to be able to put on a fucking wristband. Uh, like what the fuck or like a backpack? Like that gets ridiculous, man. I, I hate when when microtransactions sell you something that used to be free. You know, yes. if you put a Madden game back in the day, an NBA game back in the day, you could create your own player and make them however you want. You could put whatever accessories on them whatever tattoos whatever the fuck you wanted and now i gotta pay money to put it like a tattoo you know like a one letter tattoo or get a wristband or a headband i have to pay for that shit you know like make me pay for like crazy new design something you know but just a fucking wristband dude like what is that man like that's so oh your sneakers uh what is it the sneakers and the other stuff it's only good for like three games five games yeah, contracts. It, contracts. You you open a pack of cards you paid twenty bucks for, and you can use that player if you keep oh, buying yeah. contracts to use them. That's the yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm talking just a creative player. I haven't even talked into the fucking the ultimate team crap where you where you're buying base. You're just basically gambling and buying trading cards, and you don't know. All what. I did was log in with the free locker codes all year long, and it was the best time ever because everything was just free. I will say there are a lot of methods in that game of earning it for free, you know, by playing something on the app. There are a lot of things that you can do to earn it for free. Um, three yeah. Yeah, but but ultimately it's 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 just so egregious. You know, I don't I hate microtransactions, but let them be let them be for cosmetics or things that are like truly extra. Don't take things away from me and offer them back to me in terms of micro and, and you know, in, and, in and way of micro. Why you said that, I want to segue just real quick away from that. Rocket League has beyond pissed me off. I've been playing that game since 2015. And then now they want to give you rewards as blueprints that they want you to, you have to pay 10 to $22 to make these things that you used to earn free. Uh, it's either that or you would buy little crates and open them up for a dollar a piece with a key. 
But now it's it's everything is monetized. It's like, hey, get this decal for $22. Oh, and by the way, we're taking away trading, so you guys can't do it yourself anymore. We're going to take away your ability to do everything. And that that and like the the Halloween event that's happening right now is another freaking Ghostbusters event, which they've already done. But now you have to pay for the freaking cards. They want you to pay for it all. It's stupid. It's, so yeah, I agree. Pay man, to play is I, I, you know, for the game like Rocket League, the game's what, like five or six years old, you know, now? You know, yeah. like I, I can I don't know, like I, I hate them taking something away and then offering it back to you. But at the same yeah. time, I can I can understand a little bit like when you're five years into a game, finding a way to keep it afloat by making money some some other way. I could get it. I can understand it to an extent. Uh, it sucks that they would take something away from you. That's not cool. But adding some shit to the game that maybe you got to pay for, I can understand. But on a game like 2K, where you every year and you got to buy the shit again, nothing in your guy transfers over to the next year. You create this badass player, you spend all this money, and the new game comes out. You start brand new, fresh. You know, you're just a bum. Like um, yeah. every year, fuck that, man. Uh, that's yes, fuck two K, uh, all those games, man. So, so back to the the ads really quickly. Like I know, like yeah. their reasoning behind it is they want to add like immersion. Who when they're watching a sporting event says that like <laughs> the fucking commercials are. <laughs> something that you wish you had like more of or that that makes you feel right like the super bowl maybe if you want to give me commercials in the super bowl and okay. give me a whole fucking like, you don't even need that anymore the internet released like, like two days prior touche yeah. you know but like yeah that's got the only sporting event ever where anyone has any memory of the fucking where traditionally the super bowls and not even anymore right because they're not that good anymore now it's just about which which commercial is going to make you cry you know like make you want to cry by yourself but um yeah like it's it's bullshit it's for money man just just call, call it what it is man man it's just i don't know you well, know you know what you know you know how you make things better go out and buy games like rogue squadron go out and buy games like that games that have no microtransaction Sh- show your support with those quality games that have none of that bullshit and show them that this is the way that you make a video game this is how you charge for a video game and you're going to get support for for this kind of stuff and stop rewarding the nonsense that they're doing with with the the sports games you know like yeah unfortunately the the most woke gamers as far as being aware of this stuff are probably the people that don't buy these games anyway for the (laughs) most part like hate to say it like you're you know your maddens and your call of duties like a huge chunk of those player bases are people that play a couple games like a year and like that's it like they've got like their favorites and they buy them year after year so yeah unfortunate it's uh yes uh, it's it's, ru- it's ruining ruining this 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 lovely hobby man i i think man it's awful but so i'm gonna skip ahead to our our final uh uh topic that i had on the slate because it does kind of tie into monetization and video games so um earlier today on twitter alex hutchinson who is uh a creative director quote unquote at google stadia um I, jason trier clarified and said he's actually a creative director at a montreal game studio that was purchased by stadia uh you know tweeted out that he believed that uh content creators and you know twitch streamers should have to license uh on top of paying for the game mind you um the ability to uh stream a game or place videos on youtube because um the developers you know uh, put their blood, sweat, and tears and money into developing these games, and they're not getting a cut. He doesn't think it's fair that streamers and YouTubers can uh, 
can make a living without paying the developer for or giving them a cut. I got I got three words just to speak on that. Uh Ninja and Mixer. Yeah. Uh look how that worked out. Like yeah. it, it's it's I know it's the opposite way, but they literally went bankrupt because no one's gonna pay to stream. It's just not you're getting paid to stream. No one wants to buy the games twice unless you're trying to get a PS4 to PS5 where you have to buy games twice because for some reason they're now all PS4 and PS5 games. That's another thing. It's just but such I, a uh, shockingly bad take. Like, you know, even if they are to the point of they're at that level where they're getting these games for free, the amount of exposure that these developers look at something like Among Us, right? Like a game that has been out uh, for a long time and then through the magic of Twitch streamers, like, is now like the hotness, right? Like uh, Fall Guys, another great example. Like, yeah, the PS Plus, um, you know, being free the, for the one uh, month really helped that game. But again, like exposure, like I mean, they they they're making the developers money in a different way, right? Like, um, yes, they're they're benefiting off it, but as somebody who casually Twitch streams and you know knows people that do it like professionally or semi professionally. Like that's not easy. Like you know, a lot of people think that like what they're what these guys are doing is easy. It's not. Like it is not easy at all to number one get to the heights where you're actually making a living off of it, but to maintain that too. Like I I forget exactly what the numbers were, but like um I think last year or the year before Ninja attended a conference, a gaming conference where he was just doing panels and talking, not streaming, and they estimated that he lost out on something like. A million dollars in revenue for just the three days that he took off of uh streaming which is like it's nuts man like you know there's there a lot of a lot of money to be made there like totally agree but um you know it's not something that's easy to maintain you know it's not like you just you get there and you can stay there with minimal effort so uh i just thought this was a really dumb bad take like um that they should somehow be able to reach into the pockets of these people that are in a lot of ways like keeping these games popular and like bringing them into the conversation in a way that they never were before, um, you know, prior to streaming. So what do you guys think? I think, yeah, I think it's bullshit. I think it's a bad take. I mean, if anything, if you're going to, if you're going to like make that case, maybe Twitch is the one that should be maybe, you know, owing or having some sort of partnership or something like that, you know, because Twitch themselves are providing the platform, but they're not exactly playing the games. They're not exactly, you know, doing anything. And, you know, like, I feel like, punishing a streamer and making them pay trying to like ride their coattails right because you know you're not going to go after somebody who's got like you know gets a a, a couple viewers uh you know per per session <laughs> you're not you're going to go and want, yeah you're going to want to go and, and, and dig into the pockets of like the the, the biggest you're going to deter growth you're going to it's you're going to screw other developers you're going to screw probably yourselves in the long run if you're going to be that that person I, I understand where they're coming from i think what what they're you know what what came was just stupid but i get it i understand like hey they're making money off of a game that you know that you played um well people don't you want you want a piece of that they don't watch twitch streamers for the game though it's the personalities right exactly but if you if you want a piece of that pie then maybe you should consider as part of your development team to have a twitch development you know like what if would there, would there, could there potentially be a better streamer than the people that made the game? You know, if you're that passionate about it, you have your your couple of guys and you make a team that they're involved in the making of the game. They love the game so much that they're going to fucking play it all the time and go on Twitch and, and you want to make some money that way and sponsor them, you know, because I'm sure like you get a big studio and they, 
sponsor a specific streamer or whatever, they can get them a ton of views just by dumping money into them. Do that. But to go and take these independent streamers that sometimes will stream your game, sometimes will stream other games, and trying to say that they owe you something, fuck out of here, man. My thing is, it, it comes back to the fact that the one question I have is, do we honestly own these games? Like, I thought no, that when you bought you, the you game... You own no video games. You it, license the exactly. games. Exactly. Yeah. See, this, this is, it's like Napster versus Metallica. It's like, eh, I mean, it, a totally different way, but I, I just, I'm mad that they want something more uh, after release. And uh, no, no. Streaming, it, sadly, it probably will go that way. Uh, it probably will. There'll be a new... Uh, mixer that'll come out probably at the launch of both Xbox and PS5. Uh, that there'll probably be a new guy in the market. It's probably like an app does everything for you. It promotes you, blah blah blah. Five hundred subscribers, day off the bat. If you pay two hundred dollars now, it'll just be micro microtransaction streaming. Like I, like uh, what is I that? I think that uh, space is as saturated as it could get. Like Mixer went under. If if any company had the kind of the time and resources to like ride out trying to break into the market it was Microsoft and they failed. Like I think Facebook gaming is a little different because you're tying it into an already existing platform versus trying to make a new platform. Um, you know, like it's easier to, you, you got your, your, you know, your base uh, uh, in Facebook to have those things uh, advertised for people to watch it. Right. Like all that infrastructure is kind of built in. Whereas like Microsoft had to support the app on consoles and you know on web, through web browsers and all the other kind of stuff um phones so um I, I don't see there being a new player i i don't dispute necessarily dispute you bobby if enough people decided enough is enough as like a you know as far as game developers like i could see them kind of you know saying that like hey like you know we are gonna start filing copyright strikes and trying to pull some bullshit i think it would be very hard to probably do that but um and where, where it can backfire is, like, is if, if you know if you've only got a couple companies doing this like the streamer just goes like fuck you i'm not going to play your game and yep. they go you know they can always play something else like that there's no shortage of shit to play um so i don't know and that could that yeah. could hurt ultimately the you know community as well for that game yeah and then how are like restrictions going to work or bans is this like all the people that have been banned from youtube and twitch just going to start owning their own like service is that what's coming next kind of like only fans or some other crap like mm. I, I i i don't know i'm yeah i'm not for it but uh, again the the world is uh everything's based on money so sadly it, it'll come to fruition soon amazon might do it <laughs> yeah i suppose they i mean you know since they have uh, they they, they got time and money with their own cloud, you know, based uh, yep. game and their new console, yeah, could, could potentially do that. What about you, Zach? Uh, any strong feelings one way or the other? Yeah, no, I think the whole thing's asinine. Um, not nothing more needs to be said. You know, uh, I could just reiterate everything that you guys have said about it, but yeah, I think the dude's off his rocker and he needs to. Uh, yeah, he, he I was know, he's, he, yeah <laughs> he, I don't know if he's like old school or something like that, but it's just it's yeah. He seems time. like a younger millennial. It, it seems like it, he wants everything now, like pay to play. He's he's ready for it. Let him put it up to middle. Who knows? Maybe like you know, context is important. Like maybe like when this dude was writing this tweet, he was on the shitter, and uh, 
had just kind of like a, a little musing and was like, hmm, I wonder what people would think of this, you know, and like maybe he kind of posited it as more of like, a, you know, a meditation than like something to be seriously considered. But uh, I, I have no idea. Um, once once the, the fighting kind of started on on uh, Twitter, he did seem to kind of double down. So who knows? But anyway, yeah, interesting stuff. Um, moving on. We uh, got our first look today at uh, Tom Holland on the set of Uncharted. So uh, in full costume with Nathan Drake, a lot of people pointed out the shirt wasn't half tucked in. Um, but I imagine that's probably intentional. I wonder if it'll be something where you, you see him kind of develop his look as like the movie goes on or something. But um, and we talked a little bit off mic about this. I am not really looking forward to this movie at all. Like I'm not going to jump to the conclusion and say it's definitely going to be bad but um nothing that i've seen really excites me i think that the you know the costume is right and like he's got the physique for nathan drake i just i'm not sold on the personality and um i definitely don't you know like the idea of mark Wahlberg as a uh, sully at all like it just doesn't they, they seem like miscastings to me but hey they're actors so who knows what about you guys I'm I'm with you there. Um, I mean, I'm excited for the movie because I love the series, and I think it's gonna be a, a decent movie, an entertaining movie. I feel like, yes, I do think they dropped the ball on the casting, but I feel like there's a lot of material to go from that it'll be hard to produce like a truly bad movie. But then again, not to go off topic, yeah, Monster <laughs> Hunter that trailer looks fucking stupid. Like, like holy shit, that 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 looks so stupid um i hope i hope they can at least produce some transformers like you know big battles to make it you know watchable but man does that story look stupid but anyways back to this like i think this is a little harder to screw up i think that they'll get it right i mean they have the budget and the kind of actors to make it still good but yeah i kind of yeah i kind of hate the casting i i i mean yeah like you said mark Wahlberg as sully like what you know and 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 i still have a hard time with tom holland as uh as nathan drake i just i don't see it there's so many more actors they could have picked that could have like personified uh nathan drake physically you know tom holland's a good actor man i think he can do a good job but i don't know i just still have a hard time seeing a little kid doing the things that nathan drake does you know uh you know like young but like so i i don't so if you think about (laughs) if you think about like the character of nathan drake right he's like the one-liner guy the quips whereas like the comedic chops that tom holland has is being like the awkward nerd and so it's hard for me to like get in that headspace where i'm imagining him like convincingly being like charismatic and like quipping you know like and having a like believable like charismatic dude i don't know he wouldn't be my 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 pick, but like if you wanted to go a route of someone that was popular and a A-list, Chris Pratt w- would have been a bu- much better, you know, like personality wise uh, of a Nathan Drake, you know, like if you yeah. really wanted to go A-list, but there's there's so many other guys out there that that could have personified this like physically. Uh, Tom Holland's gonna have to work so hard here to make us believe that he's a he's Nathan Drake, you know, and I, I think he can do it. Um, and he deserves the benefit of the doubt. I didn't like him as I didn't like him when he was cast as Spider Man. To be honest with you, I thought he was still too young to first Spider Man. Um, you know, but uh, but 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 even then, like he he did a good job. You know, he, those, the movies are great. So maybe I, I, I think the the best hope for this movie 
is that it'll be like its own thing that it's not going to try to recreate everything from uncharted like verbatim that it's going to kind of be its own like it's going to be kind of separate um you know where you can kind of just see tom holland as a different nathan drake and not like a direct copy like i think that's the that's the best way that this movie will have success if they try to make it to create the recreate the dynamic of the video games i don't see how that's going to get pulled off but if they just kind of go their own do their own way do something a little bit more independent um like get his own spin on it and then i think it, it could work you know because i like mark Wahlberg, i like tom Holland, i like the cast as actors i just don't like them as these characters but i don't know do you think they keep the uh the main music theme that's so iconic right i don't see how you they have, would not do that like have to you have like, to i feel like there's certain non-negotiables um i mean i feel like you can see the, the the meat of this or the skeleton of this movie before we know anything about like the story like you know that there, it's going to be some sort of treasure that he's going after so i feel like that helps it a little bit like to to kind of nail the feel of it like it's a little easier to like okay you gotta have some big action set pieces some sort of famous treasure or like historical figures treasure like if you do those things like you're already kind of set up for success um you know to some extent but uh yeah i don't know man like um i'm gonna keep an open mind you know like i'm not uh, trying to be 100 percent down on it or anything i just like on paper like i'm not excited kind of with the direction that they went like again off mic we had talked a little bit about like you know nathan fillion like in that short film that he made where like everybody looked the part sounded the part like the dialogue was you know um perfect like tonally it was exactly what you expect from uncharted so see bobby what do you think i'm gonna take you back to the year 2015 where the everybody's mind was blown by a little short film and i'm gonna say the guy that should be in uncharted uh, james vanderbeek what when he was in listen to me the power rangers short let me tell you, it's good to rewatch the it. Film of Nathan Fillion, man. Listen, no, I have one nothing to do with any of them. I think Tom Holland's the worst. I, and in this, and and I don't worst. think he could do it. He doesn't have the body type to be Nathan Drake. Uh, and and I don't. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, no, no. He should have just did uh, what was his Netflix movie? He should have just made part two of that. Uh, began with a C, but I forgot what it was. Sorry, sorry, James Vanderbeek. I want to look. Get- Anyway, everybody Google it right now. Listen to me. That 2015, it was the short film that they made with James Vanderbeek as the villain. And if you watch him and you just think to yourself the whole time, Nathan Drake, you'd be like, damn, Bobby was right. Like, like well, he was amazing. That too. Post it in our Discord. Great. You know, sometime. Oh, yeah, I'll do that. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, the new Uncharted, no. No, I think they, the problem is that they've wasted so much money uh, redoing it and redoing it. I'm hoping it's like a Sonic and I get excited because they're going to redo it again, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, I was shocked that this shit's actually going to come out. It seemed like the movie that was like never going to release. Yeah. And Monster Hunter looks good. What the heck's wrong with you, man? Are you but kidding I, me? I, Jesus. I'm a Resident Evil fan, so I, I, liked, I liked her and all the there was Resident Evil. Good Wait, Resident I, which it seems like I thought I was watching Resident Evil, to be honest, with dragons. Well, but, I mean, um, but these are military guys in a Humvee shooting down a fucking dragon like what are you doing man with bullets we we now have like space police anything is possible i think what i don't like about video game adaptations not to go too far in the weeds in general is it seems to be 
like Hollywood considers them low risk because like it's a IP that people like, right. And like want to, uh, or like they know we'll put asses in the seats because it's tied to an IP. But what I hate about it is almost always like they, they tap people to write these things that don't seem to have the first inkling of like what these video games actually are, like what makes them special to fans. So they end up sucking because the, the, you know, it's, name only for the most part with a couple like random ass things thrown in there um <laughs> and they just kind of blow like i mean say what you will about the original mortal kombat movie like at least that was fucking made by some people that like the video game i love that movie man i know i just I, me too <laughs> because it knows exactly what it is man it doesn't try to be too serious it's just fucking stupid and silly and like i love it man like and it's faithful to the, what those video games are like Dude. You know, as faithful as you could be for adaptation. so i just want to say real quick though about um Tom Holland as Spider um as Spider Man as Nathan Drake. Uh, I, I I wasn't I wasn't all with with the casting either, especially them going for a younger Drake. But at the same time, I also think it's good because then we're gonna get a story that we haven't seen before instead of them trying to tell a story that we've already seen and expecting certain things out of it. Sure. So I guess that aspect is pretty cool. Uh, Mark Wahlberg as Sully. Um. I'm skeptical on that for sure, but for Tom Tom Holland for sure though, like I'll, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt just because of how much I didn't want Heath Ledger to be the Joker, and I know they're vastly different kinds of roles, but like he he was coming off Brokeback Mountain, and nobody wanted him to be the Joker, and he ended up being the best probably movie villain ever. Right. Well, one of them, at least. So, I mean, I, I definitely think he has the acting chops to do it. Uh, I, he's he's shown range in, in some of his other movies, that new one on Netflix. And uh, uh, what was that other one he was in? I don't remember. But yeah, he I, I definitely think he's, he's got the ability to do it. It's just a matter of whether or not they can nail the the tone of the games in movie format. You know, um, the quick one line is while you're just running around. You know, like in Uncharted 2, when you jump in the pool, I think, and you can do like the Marco Polo thing swimming around in the lakes, you know, there's funny things like that. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be, definitely going to be interesting. I, 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 I'm really anticipating the first trailer to really see the tone they're going for. Uh, I, I, I got to just see, see him in action, man. Just give me a 30 second clip of him in action or whatever. And, you know, we'll be able to gauge it a hell of a lot better. I can see him like nailing the the funny lines. What I have a hard time seeing him is like the the confident Nathan Drake part, like the part where he's like weathered and knows that it's gonna work out. That the confident part is the one that that kind of uh, worries me. Yeah, the the funny parts, the one liners, he has that. You know, he he does that a lot of that. But he's not um, that veteran know, yet. You know, he's yeah, he's gonna be younger, so he doesn't have that. You know. He doesn't have that edge to him yet, or whatever. So he, you know, he, for all we know, he could still be, you know. Uh, yeah. The fact they're going for like a new story, you know, and you, you know, giving him his own spin. Maybe this will be very much the Nathan Drake before he becomes the Nathan Drake that we all know. Um, so it, it could be interesting in that regard. I think I think it'll be a decent movie. You know, you know, I, I, I'm hoping. Hope so. Monster, yeah. Well. Monster Hunter, I have zero hope for, man. <laughs> There's fellas, I gotta go. I'll catch you guys. Take it easy. Sounds good, Zach. Totally fine. Um, 
All right. Uh, so I, I'll give you guys the uh, the choice. We could uh, jump into Game of the Year watch right away and leave Ghost of Tsushima till next week when we have a chance to play it, because I definitely am going to play it between now and next week. Or okay. we can briefly touch on that and then do the Game of the Year watch. Up to you. Uh, we could do, I mean, either one, man. We've got, we started a little yeah, late. Let's leave Ghost. Yeah, let's leave Ghost for next week. Um, that way we can give some hands on impressions of it. I think it'll be fun to get a group um, and uh, like just kind of play through some of that stuff because it is very exciting, but I don't want to like kind of, you know, speculate. I like to have a little bit of meat and potatoes there. So let's hop over to our game of the year watch uh, before all the big fall games come out. We thought it'd be cool to check in and see where things stand uh since zach did leave he uh gave us a list of uh his choices so i'll read those off and then we can kind of add to that um he has of course last of us part two is kind of what he believes is the front runner right now um with ghost of tsushima and hunt showdown um on the heels there so we'll start there and then we can kind of fill out the list uh last of us part two um i uh, in total agreement with you george i think that while you know this game was tense to a lot of people it was also like a six or seven to a lot of people it was a very divisive game i think the same thing is going to happen with that that happened to death stranding last year where people either loved or hated it and it split the vote and a game like sekiro comes along and nabs the award um i don't think that we'll necessarily be in a position where a uh, dark horse like sekiro is going to win i feel like if cyberpunk um you know which is a, a game we'll we'll give our impressions on and, and you know stack up uh, in a more concrete sense towards the end of the year. But I think that's a game that could easily destroy Last of Us in any kind of game of the year conversation just because of how divisive it is. Um, agree? Disagree? Yeah, I, I agree with it. Um, I just I think it's going to be really interesting if Cyberpunk is absolutely going to be in the conversation, if it's going to make the cut. Um, you know, I can't see how it won't, but you never There's know, no man. There's no way. Like uh so cd project's gonna make sure it's gold so it means that like you know they're printing disc like they're gonna make sure that people have review copies and have plenty of time to play this game like you gotta remember like people have their hands on xboxes already like right so those are in the wild like companies have those reviewers have those influencers have series x's already i gotta imagine that if they don't already have playstation 5s that's not too far behind and granted i know cyberpunk's not a like true next gen um game but like i i imagine that they would still prefer that people play on those systems just given you know the capabilities that are kind of baked in to still give you a you know better experience than current gen for those things so um I, there's no way this doesn't make the cut for the game awards like i just i can't imagine a scenario like unless it got delayed again <laughs> like yeah. they're, they're gonna make sure it's in the conversation um but you think i mean do i think we're are you in agreement with us bobby with last of us too did you play it i can't remember did you beat it i did yeah, yeah. i uh yeah yeah i think it'll be in the conversation but do you agree like it it was probably was not liked by enough people that like or people enough people were lukewarm that it probably won't win or do you do you disagree with that uh, I it, I'm really torn because I I personally was not I did not think it was good as the first one, uh, and then there were other things that I didn't like. I I, I lagged out of that that episode that we recorded uh, when we had the, the guest on. Uh, but I yeah I I think it'll be in conversation because it's uh, for some reason IGN and everybody keeps retweeting about it even 
like after forever. It was like they were retweeting their old tweets. Uh, it seems like that the, it, there's a big push for it to be in the discussion. It's a Naughty Dog game, right? Like there's no, I mean, Naughty Dog's a, it's a big studio and it's a, it's a quality, you know, whether or not you agree with like the, uh, you know, the story direction, which is, I think the thing that people had the most problems with, like it's hard to, you can't argue with the quality of, of the, uh, you know, what you have there, the product is in terms of like, uh, features and scope, right? Like I don't think anybody would say otherwise, right? Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. I think you're an idiot if you gave this game a six. Like, I feel like the only thing that people could have an issue with is that second half of the story, this, you know, the whole situation with Abby and how that went down and you not liking how, how, um, how Ellie's story, you know, ended up um, and how she got there. But it's not a movie, you know. I'm, oh, it's gone again. Huh. Oh, no, that's Bobby. Bobby's gone. All right. Um, so, yeah, I feel like, you know, like, that game was was a good game, you know. If it's not a movie, if the the fucking movie story is bad and you don't like it, you're gonna shit on the movie. You're not gonna like the movie. Case in point, you know, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. But but this is game, and you can't tell me that this is a bad game to play. That it's boring and not fun. Like it's a great game to play all the way through. So uh, I think you're. I think anything less than a seven is is asinine. You know, it's stupid. Um, but yeah, I think it was. I think it's controversial enough for some people, or divisive enough that I could see it not winning um, game of the year. Um, you know, Cyberpunk has a lot to live up to. You know, I do feel like everybody is labeling that as game of the year without having even played it yet, um, based off of Cyber uh, CD Projekt Red's reputation, which is well earned. Um, but uh, there's we- been night city wires. Like I've been avoiding them because that's yeah. the type of game like. I, I don't want to like I I want to go hard in. for me to get immersed into a game where I see so much shit ahead of time. Like it's cool if you have doubts, if you want to see that stuff and be sold on it. I'm I'm good. Like I know I'm gonna buy this game and play it, whether or not I like it or I think it's a ten is gonna be different. But like I you know I don't need to be sold on purchasing the game. So I, I want to experience that shit kind of organically, right? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, you know. But it's 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 so hyped up and so and so out there. I, I hope it delivers. But you know we're not there yet. That game hasn't come out yet. I'm not there. For me, for me, it's easily the, my favorite game this year is, is Ghost of Tsushima. You know, like and the I, one on Zach's list. Yeah, yeah, and, and I can't wait to get my hands on that. Um, Last of Us was great. It was a very good game. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what decided it for me is the I I didn't like everything on the story, but I enjoyed the game. But Ghost was fucking badass for me. I, I loved everything about that game. From start to finish, um, and and if this uh, end game content, this DLC, free DLC that came out of nowhere delivers, more on that next week. Uh, you know, they could really, they could, they could make a run or a real push. You know, even if they finish second, could be pretty, uh, you know, pretty amazing. Honestly, so I, I was curious, and uh, you know, uh, what do you think goes to Tsushima got on Metacritic? Because I looked. Uh, Metacritic. Um, Metacritic. How, how how do they they compose it? It's like a like a tally, right? Uh, so like like for sites that get, give an actual score, they will like you know use like, that, I, and then otherwise, like it, you know, they'll they'll kind of guesstimate on the the score based on you know or or actually, uh, sorry, they don't back up. They don't guesstimate. Unscored sites go below the line that count towards the score, so they still put their review blurbs in there, but they put no score available. So it is only sites that give a score. 
So it oh. is actually like a an aggregate of the scores, like Rotten Tomatoes would be. I would of... I would guess somewhere in the eighties. Yeah. So it was eighty three, which uh, seems low to me. Like you know, um, not only for my personal taste, but also like I, I thought would have been like high eighties or low nineties from the way people talked about it. But um, yeah, like I I'm I'm with you. I think it'll be in the conversation. Um, I'm also with you that's one of my favorite things that I played this year. Like I think it's a really excellent game. Um I don't I think like this has a good shot at winning the best open world game. Um you know, like or like RPG or whatever. Um cuz I, I could see people voting for Cyberpunk for game of the year if like the, if it is good and then you know giving a game like Ghost like you know the award or like as kind of a nod or something else. Um, art direction i feel like it has a really good shot for stuff like that as well i don't know that it, yeah realistically yeah. it has a, a shot at game of the year from even like the stuff that's come out um but certainly like the stuff that's kind of yet to to drop um hunt showdown i didn't play so i don't want to comment on that some other games i think are definitely in the conversation animal crossing um such a phenomenon like sold switches well into the you know the, the summer and beyond um you know still a super popular game a game that was in the conversation kind of in a way that like pokemon go was where like everybody was playing you know like my wife was playing like she doesn't even game she she played it for a while um you got fucking biden showing off his island you know like <laughs> for um like campaigning uh, you know ce- celebrities from all walks of life right like into it it's just in a conversation so i could see that being part of the conversation again as far as like winning i think maybe some people will kind of have the uh a uh, little bit of like the uh, what's the word i'm looking for not nostalgic like part of their brain um g- give it the vote but like i don't know like the tender like the uh, emotional um god damn it i can't think of the right word right now but like the sentimental like uh part of people may give a vote to animal crossing but um i don't really know how good of a shot past that it has um final fantasy yeah. could be in that conversation too uh um, well final fantasy is gonna win some awards right like that was good so I, again game of the year maybe in the conversation what do they have usually five nominees is that what it is five or six i think so i think i think last year it was five um what was last year's control it was control stranding stranding smash brothers no maybe there was more than five are you looking smash brother was i'm trying to look now yeah here we go uh and that's where i'm worried like yeah super smash resident evil 2 death stranding one two three four oh wait then it cut it off sorry go ahead oh no you're fine uh you know when you get the count just shout it out but like it was um, it was six. It was yeah, Sekiro, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil, Smash Bros, and The Outer Worlds. So oh, this year, I think it's gonna be a much tighter, like it's gonna be harder to get into that six, like if they're capping it at six again. I think there's a lot of competition. Um could see Hades. I know that's like out of early access, but um the conversation has been wild. But I could also see it being more in like the indie game category yeah. or something like that, you know, like um what else i'm trying to think what else has come out this year that was like a, a doom 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 eternal yeah 
was I don't know if it I don't know if enough people like played it. Um, but Doom I'm sure might could be in there. Um, well, that brings me to the game that I I know will not win. Tony Hawk because enough people didn't play it, but uh, you know, is super high on the on the Metacritic is uh, Half Life Alex is a game that like I think mm-hmm. will absolutely make the list, but I don't think anyone's going to vote for it because it came out right when the pandemic started. So only the people for review outlets like IGN or GameSpot that had VR rigs could review it for their outlet. And where normally people in that office, like that's usually how it works, would kind of take turns using the the office VR equipment to like get exposure to the game. Like that couldn't happen this year. And I think that's going to really fucking hurt the chances. Never mind the public, which, you know, hardly anybody like, you know, what, $1,600 later to build a fucking PC and uh, to get a, you know, VR equipment, like, uh, you know, to, that's what I ended up doing to play it. But like, um, yeah, I think that's a game that has a very good shot of being in that six, but like, it's not going to win. Yeah, there is also, I mean, um, uh, what's it, what's it called? The fucking. My favorite game wasn't listed yet. Uh, Flight Simulator was huge too, right? Uh, yeah, review wise, like yeah, review score wise, I think that's a game you know that might have the same problem as Half Life Alex, where you know the, just not enough people fucking played it, right? Where it's like, right, right. yeah, so who knows? Um, I don't know, Bobby. Are we missing anything else this year? Yes, my game of the year, and it's it's still to me, I think it could win. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons. Minecraft Dungeons. I uh, it was high on Metacritic, and it was it was the best game and the free DLC. It it's I still play it. I just played it yesterday. It it's it's a great game, especially for people that don't play Minecraft. Because uh, I didn't play Minecraft before that. I only played it because my daughter kept asking me to, uh, which I I enjoy them both now. But uh, the dungeons was it was amazing. It was it it was a true multiplayer. And now after Minecon or whatever their live show was. Uh, crossplay is happening uh, uh, soon, uh, so Minecraft Dungeons is going to be crossplay, which is going to be fantastic. Uh, and I, I just thought it was a great game. It, it was reminded me of like a Diablo, but uh, fun. Yeah, I know people really liked it. Uh, did they uh, also, um, you know, patch out uh, Steve's big dong in Minecraft Dungeons, or did they leave it? Did you guys no, see that? No, people don't understand the meat, man. Sometimes you gotta eat. You Did know, you see that, George? Like... The they no. had a Nintendo had a patch out of Smash Brothers, like <laughs> so the the windscreen for Steve, like the Minecraft character, it was um, it, what is the fuck was it? His belt or like part of his uh? Here, it's I'll just his, it's it. his meat. It's where he he pulls it out of his pocket. To it eat, looks like a but, dick though, and yeah. like and so then, in the windscreen, it looks like he's standing over there <laughs> with his dick hanging out. Um, a big ass cheese grin too. Yeah, uh, Smash Brothers. All right. Um, while we're doing that, so what else? I'm trying to think. Like, Nintendo was pretty quiet, except for the ones that we already matched or uh, have um, mentioned. Oh, did Pokemon? Was that in in, in the conversation last year? Uh, it definitely made the cut. I don't know if it was in the conversation. No, I'm yeah. Sorry, I didn't know if it made the cut. I don't remember. Pokemon. Let me paste this. There you go. There's in the Discord. You can see <laughs> they had to patch it out. No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, 
um ladies and gentlemen i urge you to to google minecraft oh, i think i think yeah no there's there's zero chance that i just looked pokemon sword and shield not in any nominations of 2019 and there is no way that that um made the cut last year and it to not be in anything last year man. so that maybe um, i mean yeah, so, I, I don't want to say for sure but I, I I mean I'd bet anything that there's no way it made the cut and and did not get any kind of nomination whatsoever. Like that was huge, um, and that's got had two expansions with the second one coming out tomorrow. Um, so I could see that being um, being. I mean I don't think it's gonna win Game of the Year or anything like that, but that could that could uh that could make some noise here for sure, man. Yeah, I'm gonna try, I'm trying to check what the cutoff was for last year. Um, what, so when month, did Outer Worlds looking, come out? Uh, last year. Oof, it was, was close. January? It said... No, Outer Worlds was no, like November or October of last year, I think. Oh, yeah, October, I feel like. okay. Any game last year released on or before November 15th would be eligible for consideration. Pokemon Sword and Shield came out exactly on the 15th, so... Um, it wasn't that great either. You, you might be right, though, George. Maybe like they just decided not to consider it but maybe it could be could be just me i don't know um i feel like it'll get swallowed up like smash brothers though like this year like um you know if they if it is in the running like i don't i don't know that i see it doing too well which is kind of a shame Um, and i gotta say i i give uh the last of us a six out of ten uh come on bro no because look i i my thing with playing Naughty Dog games is I look for artifacts, I hunt around. Uh, that's that's the kind of gameplay I like. And then, like halfway through, uh, they switch me to a whole other game where I back to a freaking pistol. Uh, that pissed me off. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and I don't care about the story. The story was great. I I don't know why everybody's so pissed about it. Get over yourselves. It, it was a great story, but I don't think that that. It did not feel like an, a, a Naughty Dog game to me uh, because it felt like I was starting all over and they did not really explain. Well, you probably haven't taken much. the last three Naughty Dog releases out of the fucking wrappers yet, so I don't want to hear it, dude. You, you just, <laughs> you're thinking back to no last way. 10. <laughs> no way. No. I see, like I said, the story was fine. That's why I give it a 6 out of 10 instead of a 5. No. Bobby it, gives I, it a 6 out of 10 because the collectibles. No, because it's two different games in one. It, it, you're playing and you collect things and you upgrade your weapons Bobby's and do upset. all that stuff to the he, benches. He inadvertently committed to two games. Yeah, he wasn't prepared to. If he knew that there was two games in no, there, I like one of it in the wrapper. All the way through. If they wanted to have like no, listen, I, I'm a big Resident Evil fan. The the Claire and Leon. That's the best crap ever. Guess what? Naughty Dog could have did that, but they didn't. So that piss me off i'd rather have two different games instead of explaining two different stories to me at one time bobby like have i that, got a game that, for you man have you heard of fire emblem well, there's four hey, games in that one man hey <laughs> i i will tell you yeah, I, speaking, three houses of, speaking of not place. taking it out of plastic i saw that uh wario posted something about a special edition one or something bro that and game that. is awesome dude i can't yeah i guess we'll talk about it in our what we've been playing is now we're running. We're running. This is becoming yeah, a game of the year. Show. That's it. It just went to a five out of 10. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, other things I could see being maybe not in like the game of the year, game of the year conversation, but certainly like in that kind of like 
discussion around things you know we we've got uh kind of going back to our discussion around twitch streaming um among us and fall guys right are two big phenomenons this year um one i've played a lot of fall guys like i pretty much maxed out the first season loved it haven't checked out the second season yet i probably should like get back i've been playing spooky games for october but uh like you know great game like it's fun almost as fun to watch that game as it is to play which is cool um and then you know of course among us which uh kind of came out of nowhere like uh, a game that had you know overnight went from something like you know a few hundred concurrent players at a time to like millions so um you know that's awesome i think like it's worth noting um i can see them getting some sort of nod but um again with the the competition i don't see them being in like the game of the year conversation you know i mean they they can't they're not really eligible because the game wasn't made this year right i think anything that comes on on or after like the game award says you can consider it like it's fine like any time past that it just had to have come out because like that's what they said was you know fallen order is eligible this year right like that's a game that if they wanted to they could put in the conversation right everyone was pissed last year going like that's probably the game that would have won because it was the best overall received game you know for the most part and but um, it, it was it wasn't the awards last year it wasn't no yeah it, it was missed, it missed the cutoff nope it missed, but it, you got a you got they had um what do you mean no he was i just double checked he was they were nominated well um they were for, nominated for player's voice Okay. It would be weird that they would nominate it for one category and not anything else. I mean, I agree or, with you. It should have been in there, but there, yeah, it, uh, it no, because it was a it was a back and forth with Jeff Keighley on Twitter last year about how they determined that cutoff and blah 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 blah, and like he had to defend that you know it wasn't going to be on the game of the the year, like like you uh, know, so best of, like you know the game of the year. Um. So yeah. So I think, and he said, you know, hey, next year it'll be eligible if people want to. And everyone was like, that kind of fucking defeats the purpose because no one's going to be talking about this game next year. But (laughs) it is what it is. I don't Uh, think it was fun last year, man. I I mean, with how divisive everything else is, a fucking Sekiro can win. Granted, I love that game. My pick, obviously, your pick last year, but like if that game could win. Right game won. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Um, So we'll see. Uh, So we'll obviously talk more like when some other stuff's out like our demon souls and our assassin creed and stuff like when we've played those games and kind of revisit this does anybody want to add anything new before we wind down on what we've been playing and get the hell out of here yeah what's absolutely not going to be on any of the categories is fucking avengers because fuck that game what (laughs) shit man that's not going to be anything don't actually return it and get your money back it'll be the best decision you've ever made and buy that game in a few months ah. when it's five dollars. Yeah, that I don't game. even know if I want to do that. I could, oh, I'll play it. Like if it doesn't get better, I don't know that I ever will play that game. Like I have uh, to have do some No Man's Sky shit where like people are like, "Oh, it's great now." Like, um, oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't think the game can be saved, man. I don't think it can be saved. Uh, yeah, it buy it when it's worth when it's when you're willing to shell out money for like a short, you know, like eight, ten hour, few hour campaign. I haven't finished even finished the campaign. I am hoping I'll get I'm a PS5 for Foxy Land too. Jesus, I'm I'm hoping that I'll get a PS5 at some point, and that way it'll look pretty enough for me to put up with it. That's it. That that should that that better not take up any spots on anything. Uh. <laughs> 
any game awards. And there's nothing in that. There's not a damn thing in that game where it should fit into any freaking category. Not at all. I wouldn't be surprised if it was completely absent, to be honest. But all right, George, what have you been playing? What have I been playing, man? I have been playing. Play a little bit of Among Us. Really cool, like you said. Um, that was a, a lot of fun. Glad that that uh, that game's kind of picked up steam out of nowhere, and it can be played by just about anybody. Kind of cool seeing a lot of celebrities playing it. Seeing a lot of politicians doing it too to try to get in with the young crowd. I mean, it's cool bringing bringing light to the game. Sometimes I'd rather not have politics and gaming mixed up in there, but it is what it is. Uh, it's cool that it's 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 reaching so many people. Um, good on those developers for opting to not make a part two and just you know kind of reinvest it into this game. Um, really good on them. Um, you know, it, it's good to see like a success story like that. So that's been cool. I played a little bit of that. Um, finally. Uh, finished uh, my second playthrough of Fire Emblem, um, which was awesome. Did the Black Eagles Crimson Flower route. Um, awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, gotta say that that uh, that is a little little bit better story than um, than the Golden Deer. Though though uh, I felt much more attached to my characters in Golden Deer though, um, and that end game story like the you know the after after the credits roll. Uh, because the chapter is longer and you see a lot more with them, um, so so I, you definitely feel more. But the connection with Edelgard, pretty awesome under the Crimson Flower stuff. Um, I was like, man, I, at that point I had put in already some 130 hours in the game. I'm like, dude, I mean, if there's any game that's worth buying a DLC for, it's got to be this, right? Like I put so much time into this game, you know. Um, I bought the DLC, 25 bucks, get get access to everything that came out. I think it's like three or four packs, but Really only one big, you know, one, you know, DLC. The good thing is that it's its own story. It's a side story. So it's not, it doesn't even load up from your regular save. Um, so you can play it at any point. Um, it doesn't necessarily affect your uh, campaign. So that is about 10 hours. But holy shit, those, every battle in there, I think it's a total of seven. Yeah, seven chapters. So seven battles. If you take all of the Fire Emblem, I've played two campaigns all the way through, 130 hours. Those seven battles are the seven best battles in the game, without a doubt. Like, Chris, I can't stress enough how much you should absolutely consider playing this and play it on hard. It's very challenging. Uh, it is it is worth it. It's tw- it is 25 bucks for really only for 10 hours more of gameplay. Um, but it will change your main campaign story as well because uh, these four characters uh, that are introduced here all have new classes that you haven't seen before and those classes will now be eligible in the main game and those four characters will be recruitable in the main game plus you'll get more paralog battles more quests you'll get a couple new areas in the monastery that you can go around to um i haven't explored all that just yet but um dude those those dlc battles are fucking brutal but not like not hard in terms of like oh they just have more hp there are new mechanics, um, things in the game that you, you haven't seen before in any of the battles. Uh, the, the one that really stood out to me was one where you're running away. And there's trap, there's like not trap doors, there's doors that you need to be able to open up and escape as enemies are chasing. You need to kill just enough to be able to get a, to make to advance a little bit, kill some more. But then as you're running away, they surround you from all sides, so you have to strategically kill them and take them out all the way through as you're trying to escape a dungeon. 
Oh, and by the way, if one team member dies, you fail. You have to get them all out for that particular mission. Um, really cool shit like that. Um, uh, the, this one starts using that mechanic of things spawning coming out of different doors that you don't see. So you don't have access to seeing all the enemies from the very beginning. Uh, has a lot of like first time in Fire Emblem where I had to like look up some strategies, look up some uh, alternate ways, you know, and you actually had to really learn about the different gambits, the different techniques that some of the guys do, because I feel like in the main game, you can kind of just kind of bully your way through. Like no matter what you pick, you'll find a way, you know, as long as you have good weapons and stuff like that. Um, but here you had to actually like make sure you lined up characters next to each other in, in, in a good way, time the gambit so that they're, they can't attack you. Like it was a lot of strategy that went into this game. And it's, it's almost disappointing that the, the battles weren't this fucking good in the main game. Um, but, but really, really good. W well worth it. And, and now I'm starting my third playthrough, which I think will be my final playthrough of the game. Um, with all these new features in in the game, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically what I've been playing since then. I know it's a lot, but I can't recommend that game enough. I'm glad you enjoyed it because uh, you know it was it's a hard game to recommend to people because I was very much on the fence like when I bought it, and then you know it's it's there's a lot to learn like when you start off, but like the the payoff's great if you can stick with it. So agree, Bobby. How about you, man? What have you been playing? <clears throat> Uh, I've just been basically, I want to try to get 50 Platinums before PS5. Uh, so I've just been kind of finishing games like uh, MLB The Show 20. I just got Platinum on that. Um, um, and uh, there was a new Fragments game, the Fragments of Midnight or whatever it's called. Uh, I played that too. That's pretty good. I think it's birthday of whatever. Uh, but yeah, just the same. I played Minecraft Dungeons a little bit. And Minecraft, but I've been, uh, I, I will say, I, I'm proud to boast that I won a tournament in Rocket League first time. Uh, it was great. Nice. Uh, they do tournaments every six, nine, and 12. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, every night, uh, and you get rewards for it. It's pretty cool. Uh, free rewards, you don't have to pay them. Uh, but uh, it, it's hard as hell. Uh, I don't use ball cam, so I'm not as great as I think I am until I try these tournaments. Uh, but it's it's really fun. But Rocket League, probably the most. And Fortnite with my daughter, uh, for some reason, uh, I have more wins playing with her than ever before. I feel like a protective father. Like, anytime someone's shooting at her and she's, like, screaming. Uh, I mean, I had 19 kills. Never had that before, ever uh, in Fortnite. For and it, she, it, she, everywhere, <laughs> she, she doesn't stick with you, so she keeps running around. And I just feel like... Uh, uh, my dad sets kicks in, and I'm like, "Hold on, just wait." She's like you. the honeypot, dude. She brings the people to you, like, and, and you just fucking get them. <laughs> our our first win together. Oh no, go ahead, Joe. I caught Bobby streaming one time when he was playing with his daughter. It is the cutest. <laughs> thing tell you, man. She's adorable. <laughs> I had we our first win. I, I kid you not. It was it was us two. It was duos. It was me and her, uh, or her and me uh, versus two other people. I, I built up the mountain, and I, I shoot and knock down the one guy. She's following right behind me. His teammate kills me, and, and I'm having a heart attack at this point because I know it's just her and the other guy that I was shooting at. And then she killed him, and that was our first win. And I, I got to share that video on Twitter. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was amazing. Like, that was our first win. You could hear it all because uh, I was streaming. Uh, I did the save uh, video file. Uh, so it's saved it. You can hear her in the background high-fiving and excited. 
so yeah, it's been fun. Like a lot of people don't like Fortnite. I don't. I don't mind it because it, it's something to do with my daughter, just like Minecraft. Uh, and I, I enjoy the hell out of it, especially when when she's helping me win and and winning good for. Awesome, man. Uh, well, I guess that leaves me. Um, I have been Hades, playing Hades, 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 Hades. No, I've been playing Spooky Games <laughs> for for Spooktober. Uh, I had a blast playing Friday the Thirteenth the other night. Uh, last couple, you know, the last two nights that we played it. Um, been a long time since I played that game. It's just as janky, in a lot of ways, frustrating as uh, as ever, but also very fun. It's probably the most I've laughed like playing like co op in a long time, or like you know a game like that. So. That was good, but uh, but yes, there there's been lots of Hades. I finally got my first escape around attempt forty, which I felt a little embarrassed about because I I, think, I feel like most people get out like around the mid thirties, so I was starting to kind of lose hope, and uh, I got like a really really good you know build um, going from that, and uh, it, it, like I I just had a a great fight, and I was before escaping considering like I'm like well I really want to keep playing this game once I've escaped. And then immediately, like they like all this stuff opens up, and it makes it much easier to like farm upgrade materials like during runs, and like you you have a lot more intentionality like with the game, uh, and some of the social stuff opens up a little bit more too. And I was like, oh yeah, right in. Um, happy to report that subsequent playthroughs you can make a little more challenging to get like more stuff, but like they're not ball crushing. Like I've made it consistently to the final boss every time now, so really loving it. Uh, that is my personal game of the year. Um, you know, uh, for sure by country mile, I think, um, it does story and a roguelike, like I've never seen before. Uh, it's got amazing progression. Um, I think it's done that better than any roguelike I'd ever played before. And, um, it, it just, the, the cast of characters are great. Uh, the builds that you can get are super fun. Like I've never had a roguelike where I like so many things about it. Like where I feel like everything is just better than any other roguelike in what they're doing whether it's the story the weapons like the combat the art style like i just like it all better than any other game like it before and uh i can see myself going like you know the distance and doing you have to escape i think nine times to to get the true ending i could totally see myself doing that because it's like comfort food now that i've i've gotten uh, a pretty good handle on what all the different abilities do like how to make a good build and then like the boss fights are kind of a breeze except for the last one um getting you know getting to him is is pretty easy so uh yeah that's that's pretty much it oh and some squadrons uh, i finally got my hands on a flight stick uh well hypothetically uh, i go pick it up tomorrow so I'll, oh. I'll be playing some more squadrons in um you know with in vr with a flight stick so i'm very excited about that i haven't beat it yet but i'm on like mission nine i think so i feel like i'm getting close ish to the end but nice that's it for me yeah, yeah, dude, I'm so bummed, man. So after I sent you that deal, like later after you bought it, like later that night, I was like, "Fuck it, I want to get this shit," and then it was too late, man. I'm gone. Best Buy, you can. I don't know if it would work for an Xbox. Like this seems like a dumb thing to say out loud, but like it is a Hodas for PlayStation slash PC. I don't know if it would just still work with like if it's just a branded thing. Like if you could still make it work, but they had something where it wasn't in. Uh, or no, it was Amazon, excuse me, not Best Buy. Best Buy is where I got mine from, where like it's not in stock, but you could like pre order it so that like when there's stock available, like you have one guarantee that it'll just like fulfill the order when, when they get them in. Um, so you can probably do some research to see if you can hook it up to an Xbox. I imagine it's just USB, but who knows? Maybe there's some proprietary shit that I'm not thinking about. But uh, if, hey, if it does work, you, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I was gonna say if it does work, you can pre order it, I think. 
Yeah, my comment isn't great. I, I will say that I, I'm i not a huge Xbox guy, but now I'm like officially pissed. Uh, Microsoft canceled my Xbox One S pre-order. Uh, no email, no notification. Uh, it was weird. It was right after I sent Zach a message seeing if he wanted my my One X because I figured I only own digital Xbox games anyway, so I'll just keep the S and I can give the other one for Zach. Uh, and then I go to check my Microsoft and it said order canceled with no... No updates, no anything. I, I, I was pretty pissed. Damn, that sucks, uh, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand it. Like, it's gonna make the joke. I'm like, while you're giving out consoles, you got a couple extra PS5s. Uh, you want to give give out George, will have, and I will happily give you our uh, our billing information. Oh yeah, George needs a PSVR. Yeah, hey, look, man, when that yeah. new one comes out, I got you, bro. Oh, PS5 is what we really <laughs> want, but um, yeah, 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 I gotta get PS5. VR would be cool at some point. When you get that PC, buddy, I'm telling you that the yeah. Quest, all you need is a little link cable. The Quest is super cheap. It's a good entry level VR, good resolution. Like the Quest Two is like better than like I think almost by double what I have. Um, and I, it's great, man. Like it's it's super high quality stuff. And and the fact that you can play so many games without it being hooked to the computer is is phenomenal. So, let me event, tell you about <laughs> the PSVR Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can see uh, Steve's Minecraft Steve's meet and and full VR. Oh, 3D. I didn't even check to see if I can change the view mode. I'm glad you said that. Oh man. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the podcast for the week. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Like, share, subscribe. We'll be back next week, hopefully with the uh, the full crew. And uh, until then, we love you all. Later. Deuces.